0: Welcome to Near Death Experience Podcast, the official source of audio accounts for Enderf.org, the Near Death Experience Research Foundation. I'm Chaz Hathaway, author of Life in the Spirit World What Near Death Experiences May Teach About Life on the Other Side. Our website is Near Death Experience Today we're going to share the experience of Shalom, who is a Jewish man, and I'm really excited to read this because. It is a Jewish experience and uh, and we are always on the lookout for experiences that are non-traditional, non-western, American, and so forth. I don't know if he's American or not, but uh, he's Jewish, which is really cool because like I said, we're always looking for different backgrounds, ethnic, uh, religious, uh, everything like that. So um, I'm gonna jump a little ways so we don't you don't have to get all the graphic details of how or what led to his death, um, but it was a car accident. And uh, we'll pick up from that point. So Shalom says, Meanwhile, what I do remember was as follows. After everything went black, I felt no pain. I simply looked down at my hands, which I could see through, and said, if this is death, then there's nothing to fear. All I had felt was peace, love, and the greatest sense of warm fuzzy. I had no anger and no negative thoughts, only feelings of love. Then I noticed I was in a tunnel and moving toward a bright light when suddenly a voice told me, It's not your time. You must go back. You haven't completed your missions and purposes in life yet. I felt sad to leave this feeling of total love, but somehow knew I didn't belong there yet. The next thing I knew was when I woke up on a cold metal gurney covered with a white sheet. I sat up and the sheet sheet fell away, revealing my startled parents who had been told I died. From that point on, I began to receive messages while I slept. In the meantime, I went on to become a medical examiner, also traveled to the Holy Land, where I found that searching for God led me back to myself and my own inner light. The more I correctly followed the messages, the better results I began to have doing anything. On the other hand, if I did not follow the messages, I would suffer the consequences of physical and emotional pain or failure. Then, over the next 20 years, since I wasn't listening very well or having much faith in the messages I had initially been receiving, I would experience a lot of pain. First, a failed marriage, then breakups with 12 girlfriends, a bankrupt business, and lots of anger, greed, and ego issues to deal with. Every challenge has actually brought me closer to God, but He was teaching me that I, sur- that I had to surrender first. So I bent down on my knees and began to pray with a surrendered will. I had prayed for a way out of my troubles and received a gift of illnesses. I began to lose weight and bleed rectally. Everything I ate made me sick, and all I wanted to do was escape the situation. But now I knew that God had another direction for me first. During a surgery to remove polyps, cysts, and growths from my bowels and kidneys, the doctors accidentally overdosed me, and my heart stopped, creating my second NDE. This time, the journey down the tunnel seemed instantaneous, and as I met my guardian angels, I asked them, Can I go home now? My body is a mess. They then replied, No, you still have not completed your missions and purposes in life yet. You will heal and then share this information with others. Simultaneously, I noticed my deceased grandfather standing next to the entrance of heaven. My grandpa, Sam, who died before I was born, said to me that after I experienced the Book of Life review, I was to meet someone special before my return to earth. My life review then proceeded to show me my strengths, weaknesses, and all the people I had helped and all the people I had hurt. Not only did I get to feel they get to not only did I get to feel my joy, pain, and sadness, but that of everyone else's life I had touched. All this seemed to transpire in an instant. Then suddenly I saw and sensed a very special man standing over to the left of where I was standing my heart recognized him before my eyes did. I immediately walked over to him and asked, Are you the being called Jesus? And with a warm, soft sense of love and laughter, he replied back, I am called by many names. However, because of your background, you can call me Big Brother. And I will call you my little Prince of Peace. He then went on to indicate that I could either stay with him or return to the earth. However, if I did not return, many people would miss their connections in order to complete their missions and purposes in life, reluctantly, but with a, a deeper understanding of my mission to help healers heal so that they can be of service to God and all of his children. I chose to return to help all of my assigned brothers and sisters on our planet. Jesus instructed me that I was to do this without greed or ego getting in the way. I was to connect doctors, attorneys, priests and rabbis and people of all faiths, young and old alike, to help one another. I was being told or I was told to be patient. Heal yourself through forgiveness, love, prayer, and meditate and mediation. I'm not sure if he means meditation or mediation, but I was sent back to my body on the operating table. I was born and raised in a conservative Jewish family, the great grandson of chief rabbi of Mask of Moscow. I went to Catholic high school and studied Chinese Buddhism. My name, Shalom, means peace. I am to teach through love, joy, peace, and harmony. God cannot be put into a box or labeled. God is not only one religion, but all religions. We are not separate peoples on this planet, but all his children, connected by the Spirit of God within. And last but not least, in order to have faith in God, we must have faith in ourselves, for we are one with the big guy. It is my intention to help awaken the spirit, awaken of the spirit in all that read this short story. Not only do I call Jesus my big brother, but I have learned to call him Michael of Nebadon, the Prince of Peace, God's archangel, son of love. So seek him and you will find him through grace and gratitude. Remember, your boss is the big guy, too. May your will always be God's will, and may you be blessed with the perspective of the Holy One. Peace on earth and goodwill to all men and women, sincerely, with many blessings of love and gratitude. Shalom. And that is the end of the experience, or the uh, account, I mean. What a beautiful account it is, my goodness, and, and what, a, what a beautiful uh, message that is, is shared here you know, about purpose and about, uh, about um, God's love and forgiveness and so forth, I want to jump back to where he first dies, okay? He sees, he looks at his hand, and he can see through his hand and says, if this is death, then there is nothing to fear, which is a beautiful message of itself, and uh, his, he's filled with feelings of peace and love, a great sense of warm fuzzy, as he puts it. And then he wakes up uh, a short time later with a white sheet over his head. <laughs> so he's been declared dead. And his parents are shocked and wow, you know. And um, and then after many years, many, many years, he and he started getting messages. This is interesting to me. He said, from that point on, I began to receive messages. This sounds like his probably chief uh, after effect is getting messages from the other side while he sleeps, which is interesting. He says uh, he went on to become a medical examiner. I'm not entirely sure what a medical examiner is. Maybe some of you know, but I wonder if that kind of fits with what his role was. So it's like he started getting on the right path to help healers heal as he is told, but apparently he hasn't, either hasn't done it yet or hasn't finished it yet, because when he dies again, he's told, you haven't finished yet. But I love this when he finds himself in the presence of who he identifies as Jesus. Are you the being called Jesus? And I love the response. He's, he's told, I am called by many names, but because of your background, you can call me big brother and I will call you my little prince of peace. What a beautiful, oh, that just, that almost brings tears to my eyes. Such a beautiful response um, from someone who had come up in a background of Jewish family. He'd gone to Catholic school and studied Chinese Buddhism. So he'd he'd obviously um, been well-versed in religion, um, but Jesus assuming that's who it really was, as I understand it, you know, his understanding was, um, Jesus says, you can can call me big brother and I will call you my little prince of peace. What beautiful, what a beautiful message. And then he's told his mission, which is kind of rare, it seems. I mean, there's, I know of PMH Atwater has told her mission to write books and communicate her message. Um, this one, he's told to heal or to help healers heal so they can be of service to God and all of his children. And he knew that he was coming back to, to help all of his assigned brothers and sisters on our planet. And he says, all, he's also told, you know, you've got to heal yourself. And, and he says, also, you need to connect with doctors, attorneys, priests, and rabbis. And people of all faiths, young and old, to help one another. And then he's told, be patient. I imagine it's going to take him some time to be healed of his own. I mean, he talks about cysts and and um, infections, it sounds like. It just, I mean, ouch, you know, he's, he seriously needs to heal himself as well. So it's going to take some patience to get to that point, but it'll probably take patience As he seeks to fulfill his purpose, his mission, and yet yet he's told what that mission is, which is unique. Not many people are. And in fact, in light of that, I'd like to share a message that I received through email. And she says, I am in the process of listening to all your podcasts. I hear you speak often of your frustration in not knowing your life's purpose. Jesus' last commandment was that we should love one another as He has loved, John 13:34. We are also expected to be like Him, and we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being trans- transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit, 2 Corinthians 3:18. So if people, regardless of whether they believe in God or not, love others in the way that Christ loved us, they move closer, becoming like Christ. Those who hate, in opposite of how Christ loved us, move move further away. It is as we move closer to Christ-likeness that we achieve our purpose. The purpose, for most of us, will be the little kindnesses along the way, rather than one big thing. After all, not everyone can be a Moses or a John the Baptist. But the ones who influenced Moses and John the Baptist to seek God found their life's purpose in that influence. They, Moses and John, could not have become who they were without their friends, family, and random strangers along the way who then share in this in the marvelous ministry that these two had. Try not to worry about finding your life's path, for part of finding that way is enjoying the trip. Part of the finding of your life's purpose is the search itself. That is why we are not told what our purpose is. And that's the end of the message. I could not have said it better myself. In fact, I I don't have anything more to say about it. That is so beautifully put. So thank you so much for that message. So beautifully put. So with that, if you would like to contact the podcast, either to ask a question, to share a comment of your own or your own experience, you can do so by emailing near-death-experience-podcast at gmail.com or by calling 970-NDECAST. Also, if you would like to support the podcast, you can either purchase the book, Life in the Spirit World, or you can become an ongoing monthly contributor by going to patreon.com slash ndecast, where you will have access to an additional weekly episode of the show. So with that, thank you so much again for listening.